I was joined by the very funny Catherine Vine, Viney to her mates, of which I'm very happy to say I am one of them. Uh, Viney was very funny, very insightful, very new to the scene, got some very good insights, very funny chat. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I do. Hello. Viney, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello. 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 I was imagining that I was going to see you, but no. Oh, no. Purely, purely audible. I can send you some pictures afterwards if that helps. Um, no, I'm, I'm all right, thanks. That'll be oh, okay. <laughs> How you doing? Everything all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good. How about you? Yeah, not so bad, thank you. Yeah, just uh, plodding along, same, same as ever, really. Yeah. Are you actually plodding along or are you mostly stationary with your leg? I'm, I'm up to plodding now. Oh, that's good. Well done. Yeah. Thanks. Such an improvement. Oh, good. But no, it's all right. It's getting there. Um, yeah. I, uh, I say I went to the physio last week and had it like milked, which was quite disgusting. That sounds was, horrible. Yeah, it was grim. It wasn't healing. It was a tiny little hole. And, uh, I walked into the physio. He was like, why are you still wearing a dress in? I said, I just won't heal up in this little bit. He said, oh, I'll take a little look. And uh, I sort of sat on this bed thing and he bent my leg. And he's like, oh, I'll just put this uh, waterproof apron on and some goggles and gloves. And I was like, this ain't going to be nice. No. It's never <laughs> like, a good sign when you have to put goggles on. No, I know. Like a, at the dentist. <laughs> it was Lovely. grim. And then he just squeezed from underneath my kneecap and then my thigh sort of squeezed together and all this lumpy stuff and then oh, it was like blackberry jam hard blood <laughs> just firing out of this tiny little hole it was grim i did not need to know that but thanks <laughs> you are welcome and uh and yeah and it's been like 10 times better since then it's healing up and coming along so yeah okay well that's good that there you good. go so i'm never eating jam again but don't let that put you off. Okay, yeah. I mean, I didn't actually see it, so hopefully I'll still be okay on the jam front. <laughs> so, how's things with you? What's been going on? So, I know, obviously, we know each other because yeah. of uh, Anything Funny and, like, grouping together and things. And then I, uh, as soon as we sort of hit lockdown and things, and I, uh, well, just before lockdown, I became sort of suddenly single and whatever, and I went off the grid a little bit off the rails maybe but you guys have still been getting together so do you want to start with uh like yourself give us a quick like intro into you know who you are and, and when you got started in comedy yeah yeah um so I would still class myself as as really new um and obviously kind of COVID has kind of almost kept me a bit newer than I wanted to be because yeah. I wanted to go out there and do lots more gigs than I've been able to. Um, so it was basically towards the end of last year is when I started to to get into it, really. Um, and it's not really anything that I thought that I was going to, you know, do realistically. Um, I've always, like, enjoyed comedy. I've always been a fan of, like, going to see live comedy. And and generally, I try to be a little bit funny, like, in conversations. Like, <laughs> you know, I just try and make a joke every now and again. But it was never something I thought I could actually, like, get up on a stage and do. 
Um, but basically, my friend who she lives in London and she got into a bit of doing like Amdram, like doing plays and things. Um, and one of the groups that she was with um, did sort of sketches and comedy plays. And somebody that she met through that runs a stand up comedy course. And because she, she she knew that I was kind of like vaguely interested or sort of wanted to maybe get into a bit of Amdram or, to, you know, she knew that I liked that sort of thing, but never actually done it. And basically she said, oh, there's this opportunity to do a stand up comedy course. And because it was someone that she knew, they would give us mates rates. So basically it was half price for us to do it. Um. And I was a bit like, oh, yeah, I'll think about it, maybe. But then next time I saw her, she was like, yeah, yeah, I signed us both up for it. <laughs> so I kind of had to do it, which is really good, like, in in hindsight. Um, so that so it was just a weekend course. I went up there and I, and I stayed with my friend. And um, it was, it, you know, it was fun. It was, it was good. Like, uh, it was with... Um, I'm probably going to get his name wrong now. It's like Harry Denford, I think, De who has like been on the circuit before as a stand-up comedian. And um, I think he's, you know, he's even sort of been like possibly been on te telly a bit. Um, so that was fun. And as part of that, they do a little comedy showcase. So you did it on the Saturday and the Sunday. And then on the Tuesday night, if... Um, you know, if you wanted to, you could you could do an actual show for five, yeah, you know, just five minutes or less if you wanted to. So I did the course and enjoyed the course and sort of got some material. You know, it was a lot of it was about sort of finding ways to get material and just practice doing different things. And like Harry, the guy that did it, sort of gave, gave us a little bit of material or added to our material. Um, and then yeah, so I did the the Tuesday night show which meant that I had to like go back up to London again and my sisters who both live in London came and watched me and it was a really good like um sort of safe environment because pretty much everyone who was doing it was either like sort of amateur or had done the comedy course and that was it so it felt like a really safe environment to to have your first go so I did it and I enjoyed it and you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it was like hilarious or amazing, <laughs> but like it wasn't, I didn't want to cry afterwards. And I was quite like, yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could try doing it again. And, and I was actually like walking back to the train station with my sister because she was also getting like the first, the same first train as me. And, um, and I was like, yeah, I, th I think I might do it again. Do you think I could do it again? And she was a bit like, uh. <laughs> but she wasn't she wasn't like no please don't ever do it again she's like oh well yeah if you want so then I just thought yeah I am I'm gonna do it again and I've, I've really waffled on but basically since that is when I fat you know I was looking for what was local and then I found the comedy lab um and they and found that you know the one in Eastleigh that they do a monthly or they did a monthly before covid um so then i sort of started to get in involved with them and then took it from there but i still haven't really done that many live gigs you're rather breaking up so i don't really know what you're saying 
Oh, I haven't said anything in about oh, okay. half minutes. <laughs> it's just waiting. I was just waiting. Sorry, I could hear like little bits of your your voice, and I thought you were tr- you were just trying to like get in there. <laughs> I mean, I could talk for longer if you wanted about everything, but that's how that's how I started. <laughs> ah, excellent. So when is so is that two thousand nineteen or twenty twenty? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. It was so that was that um was literally the end of november 2019 so yeah and then so like the first actual sort of gig that i did after doing the course was at the very beginning of december so i've literally been what's that nine months of doing it yeah do we count the last five months well no well i have I have been trying to still do some stuff. Um, you know, I made a few little videos and um, I've done a few, I've done like three online sort of Zoom things. And then literally yesterday I went and did the pirate comedy at Eastley bandstand. Outside oh, yeah. Gig. So that was the first thing I'd done live in real life since March which was your, the Lampoon's first thing. Yeah. So, so when's, so is the second gig your Anything Funny appearance? Yes. So I think that was in December, like mid-December. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, so, that's the first time I remember seeing you. I don't see you quite funny. Very, well, very funny. And then from there, I think it must have been, January then when you first arrive at the actual writing group yeah yeah I think it was and I had I had difficulty finding you because <laughs> you'd move venue without telling anyone and I knew ne- I nearly was like I'm gonna go home this is ridiculous they haven't they haven't told people on the website that their venues changed <laughs> but then I was like no I, I'm I'm doing this so yeah I found you and and that and I'm so glad that 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 comedy lab is there because like you know i've met met some lovely people met some not so lovely people no totally met <laughs> like everyone has been lovely and it's a good like little community sort of thing isn't it it is yeah so i was going to ask you about that because um so I, I haven't done a comedy course i didn't get to have that sort of exposure i'd just sort of started to write and then looked locally to find somebody and having now had that because you get a few weeks with them and then you get the following, you know, it's once a month they put the event on or, the, you know, the stand up and then you get to write with them or get to just join in for the couple of weeks before that. Like yeah. Um, now, for me, I found that really beneficial, even though I wasn't necessarily like writing with them, but just sitting around and working on different things and the sketches that they wrote or, you know, bits and pieces of the comedy I found very useful because you get a range of experience, don't you, from... Rich, who's done it, or you know, was doing it sort of full time professionally, writing for people like Mitchell and Webb. Yeah. Right the way through to you know me, you, and Sharon, who are like really new at it, and you know, not really. Yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. It's through. yeah. It's nice just to like um, sort of bounce ideas off people, and you can. I think the first time that I went and met up with you guys, I just basically was like listen to my ideas what do you think and <laughs> and like you were able to sort of like add to them and and just sort of say just sort of give me that confidence like yeah that is a funny idea so and then yeah like just doing other things sometimes I was thinking about it the other day like it reminds me of 
being in school and when you like just think of funny ideas when you're at school and then somebody adds to it and then somebody else adds to it and then it just like the it snowballs into funny things and sometimes we're not when you know we're not going to do anything with those funny ideas but it's just it's just fun of it you know in and of itself kind of thing yeah yeah I find it quite um I mean especially socially it was nice just to know going somewhere for a couple of hours and you are going there for the purpose of talking comedy yeah yeah definitely that may be yeah I do quite enjoy that because um I don't know if you're the same as me, but my friends or like my work and stuff like that, sometimes are a bit like, are you doing a bit? Are you trying to work some stuff out with us? Because, you know, you can give it a rest for five minutes. That's it. Yeah, always. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I work with children oh, <laughs> and yeah. most of my material isn't suitable for them. So I can't really, <laughs> <laughs> can't really, you know, be like, does this, does this work? <laughs> Four-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> I've got this. We've got this thing around like sinking periods. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. So no, it, it is it is really good. And I, I I was remembering the other day the um the, all the sketches that have never seen the light of day. Like we were doing the old people's home stuff, and that was <laughs> when we made it up. It was like the funniest thing, and yeah. And I was laughing like so much it hurt. And then we thought, I think we were trying to show it to somebody else and we were reading it out and it just, it just didn't really work. <laughs> and we were like, oh, we thought this, we thought we were comedy geniuses. But yeah. I think sometimes you just, I don't know, you get a bit too involved. It was, um, yeah, I mean, that, just that, for instance, like going there, because you, you're not writing to try and get something out. It was writing just to make ourselves laugh. And yeah, that, yeah, that, totally. Yeah, just to set the scene, it was, uh, we were like a staff meeting for uh, an old people's home, which turned out it was for the criminally insane, which we had to add because as we started, <laughs> it began very innocently and then it progressed into the various different ways in which we kept coming back to the, you know, and we just lost two people this week <laughs> yeah. and a horse and then it sort of snowboarded and by the end we were just killing them off in a weird yeah. one. It was just like death toll, um, eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, when they had the petting zoo, it was like all the all the horses in the county, every single one. <laughs> it was, oh, it was great. And when they went paintballing, and yeah. they annexed the soft play at the, the visitor yeah. centre. Yeah, so much fun. <laughs> it, it was, and that you know, if anyone's sort of thinking, oh, is it worth just sort of? It is. It was that sort of thing. It was just brilliant. Just turning yeah. up in these couple of hours, just throwing these ideas out um and then yeah and then so how many gigs do you think you've got under you about live gigs in front of an audience so six i think is the number now that i so it's not very many at all and i've i've only really stayed pretty locally so i've done um well the first one was the london one and then then it was anything funny i've done twice and then once i have done um the dolphin in portsmouth yep so what's that london anything funny dolphin oh lampoon with you guys which is southampton and then the one last night which was in eastleigh so but i i wanted to try and you know branch out a bit and do because i know there's more opportunities in portsmouth um that yeah. i you know i'd like to try and hopefully soon they'll be kind of getting up and running and 
I can kind of branch out. I did have a couple of things like booked in, but they got cancelled. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. And hopefully I'll be able to get back there. But everybody's going to be absolutely, you know, like wanting wanting to gig. So it's probably going to be, there's going to be waiting lists, aren't there? For Yeah. I reckon. Yeah, it's going to be a funny one going back to it. I've got uh, sort of two gigs booked. So um, with Solon Comedy, so Dan mm-hmm. Churchley. So I don't know yeah. if you ever spoke to Dan, if you'd sort of introduce yourself to Dan or whatever, but yeah. I know he's he's starting to book again now. Yeah, well, I should I should send him a message because I know I'm friends with him on Facebook because that's that's basically what happens as soon as you start getting into it, you get all these like friend requests, which is good because it's all like comedians trying to link up with each other, isn't it? So yeah, um, yeah. So I'll send him a message and try and get out there again. Yes. Yeah, so um, I know that on the 3rd of September, there's a gig over at the King's Loft in Portsmouth. Okay. It's normally, so it's a solo comedy gig, but it's normally emceed by Dan Stevens. Have you met yeah. Dan at all? I think, is Dan, is he the one who do, is at the Dolphin as well? Yes, he's done the Dolphin, yeah. So he's like the comedy Jesus. Yes, he's got long hair. Yes, devilishly yeah. handsome. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was at the he emceed at the Dolphin the time that I did the Dolphin. So okay, well I could. I mean, they're probably all booked up, but maybe they could get me on in like twenty twenty one. But come along, so it might be yeah, yeah. Then you can charm them with your humour. Yes. yes. Well, that would be good. And, uh, and I'm writing just, that down. This is yeah, like... the third of September is the King's Loft, and that's okay. obviously I think like seven thirty start. Um, and then it's the British Queen in 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 Portsmouth. So the King's Loft, Southsea, I think British Queen yeah. is Portsmouth. Okay. And that's the fifth of September, and that's a garden gig. So that's like a two p.m. start. Okay. Oh, cool. Oh, so that's in the afternoon. Yeah, and he's got about. I think he's got about. 10 people on that one so it's oh, all booked wow. out, packed it out just yeah like all day event type thing wow so does that one if it's like in the afternoon does it have to be clean or not really no no <laughs> no not at all no um <laughs> and i can so i recorded my last set i did at the british queen which was indoors yeah. And uh, I sort of seven or eight minutes set ended up being about 15, 16 minutes because the crowd just want to have a chat with you. Oh, okay. That's cool. I, don't, I haven't really done a lot of crowd work. Mm, no, me neither. That was yeah. my real first experience towards it. And, I, you know, it's it's a baptism. And I was going to yeah. say, if you, if you come along and have, a you know, uh, a bit of a visit, they're a lively crowd. But, um as I was talking to Dan a couple of weeks back on the podcast, it's that's kind of what you need to do. You need to do yeah. places and, and be ready for somebody mid joke to sort of ask you a question. <laughs> just random. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's going to happen, isn't it? So I guess the sooner you kind of experience it, the better in the scene. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. So uh, yeah, it should be good. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, well, I I do need to sort of like get get back out there and start like messaging people and networking and stuff. But yeah, in the sort of the beginning of lockdown, I was I 
kind of lost momentum a bit and I was like oh am I even gonna like do it anymore have I kind of is that it but now that we're kind of starting to come out I'm like no yes no yes no I'm not <laughs> gonna stop yes I'm gonna carry on so yeah I um yeah I definitely think uh, a quicker way of getting on the radar of these promoters is turning up to the gigs and just introducing yourself being like oh yeah. we're friends on Facebook I'm you know just coming to see what the night's like so I'm hoping to get a spot soon nudge nudge yeah. wink and um, I'm sure they, they always appreciate you know audience because I know exactly. you know sometimes there's not that many people there <laughs> the um so I was going to say about the uh the Lampoon gig which was um obviously it's my own gig but taking away from that that um threw a lot of the comedians that we had on yeah because of the crowd because it was you know very busy and it was nice and loud and you know the setting and that was all sort of and but of all the comedians that we'd had on the night and you I think you went on like third or fourth can't really remember well I think I might have been second well really did you follow well I think Kind of third, well, because you introduced it, then um, Gavin, Gavin Jones, yeah, yeah. yeah um, went on, and then it was me. So I was like, "Aha, uh-huh. yeah, yeah." And um, yeah, obviously, I've mentioned it before that the sort of the crowd and the atmosphere took Gav a little bit, and he struggled with it. Yeah. And, and there was a couple of others afterwards who sort of lost their way, but you sort of smashed it. You walked it. You had friends there as well, which I find is always intimidating. Yeah. Um, well, I did, I did have to look at my notes at one point, which I hadn't really done before. So I was like, oh, but um, but I guess that because that was one of my like longest sets I'd done as well. So well, that was going to be my other question. And I think because it, it was sort of 10 to 12 minutes or whatever. Yeah. yeah and you, you, You'd had, and I'd obviously seen you a couple of times at the Anything Funny anyway. Mm. So it seemed like you'd written, and I, I don't think, I think most of the jokes that you'd put in there in that sort of 10 odd minute set, I hadn't heard before. So I was going to ask about your preparation and your writing. When, when do you write? How do you write? What's the process? Well, yeah, so I do, I, I might actually over prepare I don't know whether that's and I feel like maybe that's something I could you know I I might cut down on it because I do I properly write it out and I write it out like on my computer so um and I guess I sort of like I have ideas so when I have an idea I'll write it down like in my notes on my phone yeah and then like it is going it's it's kind of annoying but it is also good because then like the idea is kind of going around in my head and like you know if you're like walking somewhere or you've just got an opportunity to like think you know if you're um trying to go to bed <laughs> trying to go to sleep then it'll <laughs> go around in my head and then that idea might develop a bit more and then I might add to my notes on my phone and then I'll like properly write it out on the computer and um I mean, I'm I'm quite lucky in that um, I work, but I don't work like super long hours. I'm a teaching assistant, so um, I finish work at like three fifteen. And right now it's the summer holidays as well, and I don't have you know any responsibilities. <laughs> I don't have any children to look after, basically. So I do have quite a bit of spare time. So I just sort of like set aside a chunk of time and just you know try and write it out and to begin with 
I, I probably I've gained confidence but to begin with I'd be like checking with my friend like I had a few sort of friends or like my sisters I would maybe even like voice record it and send it to them and be like oh what do you think and they'd maybe give me some feedback so like I, I have really sort of spent quite a lot of time on it um but I've sort of cut down on that now I've kind of stopped you know sending it to my friends or sending it to my sisters for feedback I kind of got the confidence to be like no I know you know I know I know what's funny I know what's not but yeah. I do really um write it out sort of almost like exactly how I want to say it and then I practice it I properly like practice it in front of a mirror with a hairbrush and record it on voice record and then listen to it and so um I do do that but I think that now I'm gaining the confidence to kind of actually cut down on that and the gig that I did last night even though I kind of had my phone notes with me yeah um I I hadn't overly overly practiced it and I don't think it was awful so I think now I, I've yeah basically got more confidence to kind of have the ideas but riff a bit more if you see what I mean Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's about getting it once you've got the material in your head, you can play with it a little bit on stage, can't you? And yeah. Sort of angle it a bit. Yeah. But, so uh, I I've kind of got quite a few different things. Like there's definitely a, a theme. My reproductive system is a bit of a theme, but <laughs> I do have other material about other stuff. So um I do like try and mix it up a bit but I will then revisit it or like add bits in, take bits out just because I think I, I personally get a bit bored with doing the same thing. And also like, I guess I'm at the moment quite lucky that different ideas are coming to me. So it's just like, Oh, well, I want to try that. I want to try that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's exactly how I am. I, I can't oh, I, I know i should but i can't do like the same material over and over and over again at different gigs it like you say it bores me and i lose yeah. that kind of enthusiasm for it even though i know that you're supposed to work on it and tweak it and all that sort of stuff i i do like to add new stuff or try and write a whole new five minutes or a 10 minutes if i'm doing the same venue for example yeah definitely and like you know even if like you half your audience is different you know like there's going to be the comedy regulars who will have seen that and like, yeah. might be like oh you know this is the third time she's done that come on <laughs> have some yeah. new material yeah exactly and um i so i was the same as you really the sort of enthusiasm and i'd started a few months before so i've got a few more gigs under my belt but mm. i was out trying to gig you know two three four times a week if i could and then you find yourself on the same bill as other comics and you sort of take it from an audience's point of view. You think, oh, actually, yeah, once you've heard the joke or you know how it goes, if there's absolutely no change to it whatsoever, it's difficult to find the humour in it. You can't yeah. find the humour in a, in a joke you've heard maybe once, maybe twice. You can find it if there's a little tweak. But it's difficult to then laugh, isn't it? And even like fake laugh as a supporting comedian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like something that you thought might be like, oh my god, that's my best joke. Like I have to keep doing that. You might then actually think of a new idea and be like, oh, you know, 
that is actually so much better than that. And <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, I think there's definitely merit in trying to do different things and even stuff that I've done. I'm like, oh, well, I, prob I probably won't go back to that because it wasn't that funny. But then something else you could maybe link in with that and you're like, oh, no, I will revisit that because now I can do another thing with it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically it's good to try different stuff yes and um and then so the other thing that was talking to or i always sort of spoke to gab about was um if something doesn't work like in front of a crowd especially when you're doing your first sort of four four to eight gigs or whatever you've got to you've got to try if something feels like it's died you know in a, in a room full of eight people eight people it might it could still be funny. It's just that wasn't the right audience. Yeah, you definitely. Have to try it a few times just to really narrow down. You know, if the audience is going to laugh at a certain point or a certain way you say it. Yeah, I think that's true. I think there is. I'm probably guilty of putting some things away, but the thing is, I haven't really had the opportunity to like try it again. No. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe I will try some stuff again. Uh, you know, when when I'm actually gigging again, <laughs> whenever that will be. Well. Hopefully, hopefully not far off now. Now we've had the yeah. uh, allowed indoors, so well, hopefully it won't be a million miles off. But yeah, be interesting. Yeah. And then, well, um, sorry, go on. Oh no, I was just going to say I am quite keen. Like I know you are sort of on the lookout for like new venues and want to sort of expand the lampoon. And yeah. I'm thinking like, yeah, I would, I'd quite like to sort of get on that. So I've. You know, I'm I'm like looking around the pubs and stuff near me, being like, "Would you be a good venue? Would you be a good venue?" And because I quite, you know, I would I wouldn't mind actually trying emceeing as well, comparing whatever yeah you call it. Um, but yeah, I'm just not. I'm a bit. I'm you know, I it's a bit of a scary time, isn't it? Yeah. Just because you know, you never know what's going to happen, and but maybe 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 in a little. <laughs> a couple of months time i'll be like yep yeah, i'm doing my own night or whatever yeah yeah i'll um you know again if i get these well if you find somewhere and you want to sort of run it then um yeah i'd sort of get you as an mc on one of mine i think you go down well as an mc again i think with emceeing although it, it maybe is a slight skill i definitely think it's something that you need to learn and it's one of those things you maybe need to learn as you do it yeah so yeah, I mean that MC and the MC and I did at the Lampoon was the first time I'd compared a whole evening, just just winging it on the fly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely think there's, it's just you got to practice, haven't you? You just got yeah. to give it a go and see how you get on. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, that's the thing with like the whole comedy world is that you might as well just give some some of it a try, like do some different things and see what works for you so you know you just give emceeing a try and then if it if it if I tried it and I was rubbish at it well if I tried it and I was rubbish at it I shouldn't just go no it isn't for me I should try and do it again exactly exactly yeah I think um I think with emceeing it's it's probably a braver thing because you have nothing prepared do you like you, you no. might have, oh I'm gonna chat to them and ask them but then you don't know what they're gonna say so you kind of just 
yeah, it might be something yeah. to think about afterwards if they say, oh, I'm a brickie or I'm a nurse or whatever. You then maybe need to, well, you might not have something there and then, but as you went away, you were like, oh, shit, should have said this. And you get loads of opportunities to go back up, don't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could just, yeah, do it the next time. But I think it is quite like what I reckon, uh, don't take this the wrong way, it's not like a criticism, but I feel like when you were emceeing, you probably could have, like, done some, done some of your actual jokes a bit more in there because, you know, even if it wasn't necessarily relevant to anything in the crowd, you could just, you know, because I think that's kind of what MCs do, isn't it? And you've got some funny jokes, so. I'll say that as a compliment. Yeah, well, it's a compliment, but it's like, I feel like you'd do more of your jokes if you're MCing. So there we go. (laughs) No, yeah, uh, and that's what I came away thinking, oh, I should maybe try and have like one or two minutes of material that I kind of just would say and yeah. you because know, the job of an MC is to obviously build the crowd up and have them ready for the next act or whatever coming on and then if an act it doesn't do so well you kind of need to build that momentum up again for the next person so yeah I yeah. did think that and thought yeah I maybe need to have some some belters ready but um but it's again, it just needed. I could have been doing it every, you know, every week or every month, and then it died. That was the last thing, the last thing any of us did before COVID. Yeah, really in the I know. It was it was so sad because it was such a good open opening night, and it was exciting. And then just boom, <laughs> gone. Well, not gone, but you know, it yeah. will rise again from the ashes. Yeah, exactly. And um, I mean, like I say, they're they're getting ready to go again and and the Pompey guys and up in Bristol so we've got a couple ready to go it's just uh just getting a date on now and then we'll yeah we'll kick on so we'll get you on the first one down at the Mayflower again as a returning hero oh that would be nice thank you um and then so my other question was going to be so when the uh with the anything funny group uh comedy labs when they've written uh like sketches and things like this so you guys obviously moved into the number two show for sort of online yeah. sketches and stuff. And I've obviously watched them. And um, so the reason why I've not been back so much is I've, I'm really uncomfortable with that sort of uh, with us, with the acting aspect, I suppose, with the sketches. I can't, I don't know. I don't feel um, like I do it justice, I suppose, like getting into it. So you've got yourself and, Richard um, and Nick and, and all these guys. And, and I don't know, you obviously seem quite good at the sort of acting side of things. So it's a two-sided question. So the first one is, have you done like Amdram from a kid? Are you sort of drama school child type thing anyway, performance of any kind? So is that natural? Uh, well, n- not really. I never like I never went to any like extra curricular sort of things. I did do... GCSE drama (laughs) and I did uh, A-level theatre studies but I did my A-level theatre studies was not good like I didn't do particularly well in that and I think partly that was just because the way it just wasn't a very inspiring course like I didn't the plays that we did I was just like didn't really like and so after doing that I wasn't particularly like I wasn't gonna do that further but sort of like I said is that I I 
sort of wanted to do some acting or like getting on Amdram, but I never really found like a group to do it with and kind of like I didn't have the confidence. I, I think I'm a bit of a weird person in that I'm like an extroverted introvert or an introverted extrovert. I can't remember what it's called, but basically I'm like quite shy and a bit pathetic. <laughs> but also <laughs> I'm quite outgoing and I want so it's just like I, I want I want attention on me, but I also really don't want attention on me sometimes. So basically it's taken me this long in my life to like properly put myself out there, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. I have yeah. very similar done um really any like acting other than I think like when you work with children and when you because I actually trained to be a teacher but I did that very very briefly and was not a very good teacher and it was horrible and I like cried every day so I'm a teaching assistant now but when you're like you're like sort of performing a little bit in front of the children and you're like trying to get them all to listen to you and you're sort of telling stories to them and that is a little bit like acting I think and like sometimes you know I'll be role-playing in not and don't think about role-playing in a sexual way because you think about those sort of things but, you know like we'll be pretending that there's a shop or pretending that I'm going to a cafe so you sort of do that with children and I, you probably do that with your children I would imagine um so I think that's kind of helped me in a way with the kind of acting thing. And it is something that I would quite like to do more of, I guess. And like improv is quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. So again, um, so we did, and I don't think you were there. We did a like an improv session with the Comedy Labs group um, with a guy called Brian... Oh, I cannot remember his name. Yes, I, I have done. I've done some online improv, but I've never done it. And that was with Brian. Well, yes, it was. So I've yeah. done that a couple of times, and that was really fun. But yeah, I've not done it in real life. Yeah, and again, I found it. I found it funny and enjoyable, but I mainly like. I like watching it, and. um you know, I'm a big fan of Richard. He Rich has me in stitches with mm. the characters and the things that he says. Yeah. Uh, like he has me crying with some of the stuff that he does, and then I just I don't know. I just can't. I, my again, like you were <laughs> alluded to, my brain goes in a certain direction, um, and then I can't seem to sort of pull it back to be any sort of broader. And so when it comes to improv, everything just directs towards. You know, filth mainly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, no one's well, to... I think it kind of just it often does generally <laughs> with, with other people as, you know, the improv that I've sort of seen. But, you know, if that, it, it doesn't have to be for you, you know, you've, yeah. you've given it a go, which is cool. And that's, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But you seem, so with the number two show, that's going yeah. out with the guys so that is you know that's really good obviously been put together really well um by sarah sarah yeah yeah sarah or zizi yeah, yeah, she... yeah. See, i was gonna so, say ZZ. yeah 
So the ones that we actually, so we kind of put out two like pre-recorded things, and yeah. that was actually, even though we were we were meeting on Zoom, we we found it quite difficult to actually like write. We couldn't really write anything together on Zoom, so we like sort of talked about our ideas a bit. Um, and then sort of went away and worked on things separately, really. And like yeah. some of the things were sort of like completely separate. And then we would just like share our videos with each other. And then ZZ put them together in a sort of coherent show. So we weren't we weren't really collaboratively writing like we might do if we were meeting in person. Um, but we yeah, we were kind of like chatting about the ideas and stuff. Yeah, so questions was going to be obviously your characters that you did in there. You you sort of seem to enjoy doing quite well, and that was is that something that you wrote yourself, or that something somebody wrote for you? Uh, yeah. So the the ones that I did, well, I've just written them myself. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, like the the cocktails, cocktails with Cara. And, yeah, 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 and the beer one, and the. Have you seen the the beer one? I thought was hilarious. Oh, good, I love that. good. Yeah, that was actually quite early on in in lockdown. So yeah, well, so I was sort of trying to do stuff in lock early on in lockdown. Um, well, yeah. So I would quite like to do more of that, but that was kind of I guess I sort of started doing that because that was the only real thing that I could do. You know. Yeah. And it was before. I mean, people. I have done a few Zoom gigs, but they're quite. They're quite weird doing stand up to a Zoom thing. Yeah, with no audience. Yeah, and I was in I was in my first ever competition, but I didn't get through to the next round. But there we go. <laughs> the fix. The fix. Yeah. Well, um, it was quite it was quite a tough competition. I thought like the people who I was up against were good. I'd have been miffed if they were like all rubbish and I didn't get through. But it was it was fine. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> yeah, I was massively bitter. I've done one competition. Yeah. I was like, how fucking stupid is that? And then um, the So You Think You're Funny, did you do that one? Is it So You Think You're Funny? Where you, did you, you, because it was you that told me about it. Yeah, well, um, I, I've entered it, but it got postponed, that one. Yeah. So it's going yeah. to be next year now. Originally, they like postponed it to the autumn, but now they've postponed it till next year. That's so, right. But that's like a really big competition. I have probably, you know, probably won't get through to the next round, but there we go. But the um, <laughs> one of the people who I was up against was actually Capriella Hooper, who I know, you you know, who's been on this podcast. Yeah. And she's very funny. So I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But there is still a chance that I might get the wild card and go through. So fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. And I... So the um, this is underneath this. What I'm about to say is complimentary. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you just if we just take it for what it is. Or okay. Maybe, but obviously, I, a fair few friends at the um, when you did your when you did the anything funny uh, show. Uh huh. And then I I put on the lampoon show. Obviously, a couple of months later, and, and friends of mine were like, "Will you get the shouty lady on?" We <laughs> thought it was funny. Uh huh. Um, so obviously got you on. They were like, "Yeah, we're like, cause she's funny." Okay. So, you know, you've 
you do come over very well and very memorable. But yeah, the shouty lady was how they described you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because the f- yeah the first one that I did at, at anything <laughs> funny was shouty, was like a big rant. But I haven't yeah. really done that much. But that's one. The big rant was one of the things that we did at the um, the comedy course. Basically, he told us just, you know, you just have to have a big, massive rant about something. And we did it like we did a few on different subjects. And then, yeah, so I kept I kept some of that. But, yeah, I haven't really revisited the big rants. I might I I might do. It's good. It's good to get the anger out. Yeah, no, I liked it. And um, yeah, so one. So leading this into the fact of Rich did a character um, called Blimey Governor. Uh, you oh, know, as part yeah. of the podcast, um, and we interviewed him. And I definitely think with the the sort of the the ranty shouty, there's a character there. I think yeah. want, like you come up with a character because, and you know, all, all Rich said was what sort of questions he going to ask me, and then he had this this whole character biography that he sort of done, and just yeah, just sort of performed it essentially as much as it was an interview. Oh. So okay, so, yeah, that is a good idea. Because, I mean, really, the shouty lady was just me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> there could be more of a character and more of an angry. Yeah. Who gets angry about lots of things. Well, yeah. And obviously, you're very well spoken. So when, you, um, when you're ranting, like, when I shout, if I have like any sort of argument with anybody, it's incoherent. <laughs> like It just comes out all as like a big word with like expletives in it. It doesn't come out. But when you did it, it was a nice sort of stream of consciousness that came out in this and it was very funny it carried on and built oh okay well thank you thank you for the compliment and that is something <laughs> to 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 think about did have you did you see the um the right northern character that i did which was no. uh so that was so when we did anything funny we did a live version of anything funny Oh, okay. But, oh, sort of the number two show slash anything funny, and we had stand up mixed in with some pre-recorded videos, and one of the pre-recorded oh, videos was um, she was called Ingrid, and she was a medium and sexual therapist. And <laughs> <laughs> so I've done a video with her, and I but it's only quite a short one. Um, I, I can I'll send it to you, uh, but she yeah. she might be good to do an interview with because. She, I, th- I think she's she's probably got a very interesting life. Oh, she does se- <laughs> sexual coaching. That's what she does. And she, yeah, she can speak to you know dead people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, like it. I found it. Um, yeah, it is. I think it works quite well on a podcast having the characters sort of in there because it can um, it can go a bit surreal then. Yeah. Because these podcasts are lovely, and it's been like from my own point of view, enjoying comedy and being new in like the comedy world. It's great to get everybody's experiences and you know where they come from, and you know obviously what gets them going. But I think there is there's room for more of the you know every couple of weeks just having this character come on and just completely go bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a bit like um, Rage Against the Answer Machine. Have you ever listened to that on on Radio One? But I don't listen to it anymore because I'm too old for Radio 1 now. So <laughs> you probably are too. I definitely am. Um, I So podcast-wise, I am devouring Two Bears, One Cave at the minute, um, okay. which is two American comedians, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. And um, obviously they talk about 
just everything and anything, but it, that has me in stitches. Oh, right, okay. Good, sort of funny. Um, and they're basically, yeah, they just sit there and chat about all sorts of shit, but they're just funny guys. Why is it good. two bears, one cave? Because they're like the bears. Exactly. I see. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And they're like good friends with people like Joe Rogan, for example. So they, you know, sort of talk about things they've done with Joe Rogan and stuff like that. But it is, you know, that's quite fun. And getting the experience where they talk about touring, they talk about, you know, traveling and stuff like that as a proper comedian, as a professional. And so we sort of get a bit of an insight into what it's like, you know, to be in that high level thing. And all the little things that they do, it's not just... um, writing and performing stand-up they have to do all sorts of different things to make a living yeah yeah merchandising and different tv shows they do different podcasts and you know they sort of spread themselves far and wide um which i think is quite interesting you just sort of assume stand-up is about yeah sitting there writing a set of stand-up going off and doing it but there's so much to do as well now yeah and it it must well it it clearly is really difficult to actually make a proper go of it, like earn a living from it. Mm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not thinking that I'm ever going to really do that, but I do, I do want to get like to a stage where, you know, I'm able to sort of do more and more, you know, different clubs and that, that people have at least maybe like, Oh yeah, yeah. I know that person. I just, yeah. I don't. I don't want to be like a famous stand-up comedian, but I just want, just want, just a little bit more. <laughs> well, that so that was going to be my question. And what you know, what's the future plans? What do you think you're going to do? What's next? Yeah, well, I think I'm just going to try and get out there, do some more gigs, like when they start. Well, hopefully they will be starting. Um, and you know, I am going to try and do some more competitions because I think that's kind of quite a good way to get yourself known a bit more um and even if you don't you know win or get to the final it's still quite a good way to network and I'm finding like basically everything I do I am sort of getting to know more people getting to network and yeah it would I would really like to build more of a scene in Southampton because I think it's it is weird that there isn't more of a comedy scene in Southampton like there's quite a good music scene there's loads of pubs like there's two unis here um so yeah I you know I'd quite like to see a bit more regular like sort of open mic nights because I think there is you know there is comedy going on but it's more semi-pro and pro stuff isn't it yeah oh yeah and it's such a huge place with yeah otherwise especially in the city centre yeah it's um yeah. yeah it's a sleeping and, giant exactly and i don't want portsmouth to be beating southampton <laughs> <laughs> over anything no and that's it because portsmouth is thriving yeah it really is i mean i've got to give it four people down there running gigs yeah yeah there's there's got to be at least 20 or different venues that you know of down in pompey yeah. And, um, you know, we've got two up here, which is the Anything Funny and the Lampoon at the minute. Yeah, well, and Anything Funny is Eastley, really, anyway. It's not oh, actually yeah. Southampton. So, yeah, I think there is a there's a market to be tapped. And, yeah. And because, I mean, like, pubs that aren't that busy on, say, like a Tuesday, they're going to want, you know, a reason 
for people to come and even if it's just comedians watching other comedians that's still more people than they might usually get yeah yeah well i think there's definitely room to organize a tuesday or a monday or a wednesday night yeah uh like well i suppose it would be a piss up but we can call it like a you know business trip and just have a walk up and down and just have a drink in a couple of different places yeah and then just yeah i think that is a very good idea yeah, I could be like, right, these these are where I think I've got my eye on where it could be good, and then we just go have a drink in each one. Yeah, right, <laughs> sounds it. sounds fun. Yeah, and then we can we can record a podcast doing it, which will start off. We'll just do like five or ten minute snippets, and we'll go right. We're gonna go here. We're gonna have a drink. We're gonna ask them, and then, and then yeah, we'll come that... out, walk to the next one, and we'll just record. Well, that went well. Well, that didn't go so well. And then as the night progresses, they will get... <laughs> yeah. Those, those podcasts will become funnier. That I think that's a good idea. And we can get like... Because uh, I know Vicky Delirious, who I've yeah. never never actually met her face-to-face, but like we're friends on Facebook and I I listened to the podcast that she did with you. She's Southampton. And I think, yeah. I, I think she's not even... I think she's fairly near where I am in Southampton as well. So she can get involved, hopefully, if she gets babysitter. Yes. She's putting that out there now. So <laughs> come on a pop crawl with us, Vicky. Yeah, um, yeah sounds that. good. We'll put it. Um, so I've got a little group that I'm building up, so I'll, I'll add you to that. Okay. And okay. then, uh, yeah, we'll put it into the group, and then we'll just have, yeah, we'll just meet up for a, a midweek session, obviously before you go back to school, because going in with a hangover with your your sort of younger children is going to yeah. be horrendous. Yeah, I don't like doing that. It's not good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we'll get you added. We'll put the invite out. We'll set a pub crawl up, and then that can be one of the podcasts. Okay. The week, and I'll just put it all together. That should be quite funny. Um, oh, so the, the main question is we're sort of coming up to the hour. Yeah. So... Um, I suppose you've done a few different venues, so I can ask. So three main questions are your favourite venue or what you feel like is home turf. And then uh, people that you've seen on the scene that you enjoy just gigging with and think you're glad they're there or you like being in that sort of atmosphere with. And then the last one is just a a shout out to anyone you think this person has got something and I think they're going to go, you know, further with it. That's the final three questions. Okay. So, first one is either favorite venue or the place you feel most at home feels like a home gig. Uh, well, I, I reckon that that would definitely be like the anything funny because I've been there, like I gigged there twice. So that's the only place that I have gigged twice is like the um, <laughs> at the point. Yeah. Uh, so and also because that's with Comedy Lab people. You know, I feel quite comfortable with them now, like having met them and, you know, I've been there just to watch as well. So, but I I think there is pros and cons with that venue in that it, you know, it's, it's more of a, it's, it's in a theatre. So it's a bit more, I don't, clinical, but it's not, it's not exactly (laughs) clinical, but it's less, you know, it's. It's not so drinky, <laughs> which yeah. <laughs> in some way, you know, people are slightly more reserved, I think. But also yeah. it does, you know, I, I've i been there a few times. I would know what I'm getting when I go there. And, you know, I know that I'm going to see familiar faces who are friendly. 
So I guess that that's sort of home turf. But anything, you know, anything where I've met somebody before. So like if I was going to go back to the dolphin, having done it once and it was the same sort of people, then I would definitely feel, you know, comfortable doing that again. Um, and what so the other questions were like shout outs to people. So the time that I did the dolphin, um, the like headliner, because it's basically they have sort of 10 and it's 10 minute slots. So they only I think they had three or four of us sort of amateurs doing our 10 minutes. And then after the interval, it was is it President Abonjo, the original oh. Catherine, uh, Ka Catherine, that's my name, African dictator. <laughs> Yeah, so you, they were doing the fringe preview shows. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, okay. So obviously, so it was his like fringe preview show, but this was back in February. So, um, you know, obviously he didn't get to do it. Yeah. And like I, I, I hadn't heard of him before, but I really enjoyed it. But it was quite weird because it, it's a character that he does, but because it was like a preview show, he was he was going in and out of character a bit. So that was interesting. <laughs> And he's such a nice, I, I can't, Benjamin, I know is his, his like real first name. I can't remember his second name. Um, was really nice, like, and sort of spoke to me at the end. And he was asking people sort of part of his thing. He was asking people what they did for a living. And then because he'd seen me like do stand up, he was like, oh, I can't ask you because you're a stand up. And I was like, oh, no, but I'm not a proper stand up. And then at the end, he sort of said, well, you're doing stand-up so you're a stand-up and I and I thought that was like a really nice thing to say mm. you know so I do think well yeah if you're doing stand-up you're a stand-up you know if, if you're an amateur you're still an, a stand-up so that's good yeah. so I you know I, I like meeting him that was good and um sort of people that I I mean I've seen quite a lot of good people you, you know like the caliber that you actually see on just these open mic nights is really good. I mean, it, it's a massive range. <laughs> people who have been like, what are you doing? But um, you know, really good people who I can't even remember their names. I Like Mikey Lamb. I remember seeing him like we, he's come to labs before. Yeah. Um. So he, he's pretty good. I reckon like, and I think I saw him do his first ever stand up and I was like, for somebody's first ever stand up, this is really good, you know? He's, yeah. he's probably like a name to remember. But the um when we did the lampoon, there was like other students there. Sharon Wonjobi, I think her yeah. name is, and Abby Edwards. They I thought they were both really good. Um, but I am a little bit jealous of like the opportunities that you get when you're in uni. I mean, even though like I've been to uni, so I had these opportunities. I'm sure I could have joined a comedy society when I was in uni, but I didn't know that that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> they've like been up to the fringe and all that jazz. But um, yeah, so I, I could name more, so many more names that I think are good that I've seen, but I would just be listening. I saw a couple of people like last night, um, at the the Eastley outside gig, oh yeah, there was I can't, but I do you know I can't even remember their names. Oh, Harry Wright was somebody who I saw, who's like this uh, autistic gay person. I mean, not I, I think I'm allowed to say that because that's part of his set. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he Harry, was like, I'm a sports gay. I like sports, and it yeah. and I'm autistic, so he's quite you know unique. And I thought he was really good. 
And obviously, you're very good too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I just want to cut out everybody else's name you've just said. <laughs> just <laughs> like, well, you, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I suppose just to wrap up, really, is anybody, is there any like, Anybody giving you any advice? So I know President Obongo gave you, you know, a nice little sort of yeah. ego. But has anybody given you any like advice, any sage advice that you think, oh, this was good. It was good to hear this from, you know, considering how new you are, it was a good piece of advice to get. Yeah, well, um, sort of not personally to me, but I follow quite a lot of comedians, like, you know, big comedians on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, do you know Sarah Pascoe? Yes. So she did sort of a little while ago when we were a bit more locked down, she did like an Instagram live, which was basically how to get into stand up comedy. So obviously I tuned into that. And I mean, I can't remember any little nuggets, but I like wrote, you know, I probably wrote some notes. Actually, I can remember things. She basically was saying you should try out, you know, if you're starting out in stand up comedy and this is sort of your material, but you should try out, like have a go at writing one liners. If you don't usually write one liners, have a go at emceeing. If you don't usually emcee, have a go at, um, you know, doing something a bit more surreal if that's. So I think that's a good thing because, like, that's just um, gives you kind of, like, permission. Not that she needs to give us permission, but do you know what I mean? I would yeah. think, like, oh, well, this is my style. Why am I trying to do another style? But it's almost like, well, why not try and do another style? I might be amazing at one-liners. And I actually did a song and a poem last night at Eastleigh, which is not something I've ever done before. Did you? Yeah. Oh, gutted, I missed it. Um, but yeah, and, and it went down quite well. Like the song was pretty good. I basically did um, another one's up the duff, but um, it, <laughs> to the tune of another one bites the dust. I just clicked that. Um, but another one's up the duff. You know, talking about yes. reproduction as I often do. Can we talk about my sex life as well? The way that that goes. Well, yeah, exactly. You could like we could, <laughs> we could do a duet. <laughs> <laughs> But I was more talking about, like, it was about how um, I have less friends to hang out with or less friends to fewer friends to drink with, I should say, now that lots of them are having babies and getting pregnant was, yeah. was the thing. And, yeah, so try different styles. I think that was basically the advice there. And there was lots of other things about which was stuff that I kind of already knew when Sarah Pascoe, she was like, just Google what's around and go to it. And I'm like, yeah, I am doing that. <laughs> so oh. there we go. But it's it was quite nice for, to have like a professional comedian put herself out there to say, like, we want more. Like we're not, the, us professionals are not like trying to bar anybody else from coming in. We, you know, we want the up and coming people and stuff. So I, I feel like, you know, inspired by that kind of thing. No, that's good. Or one, I tell you what, um, it's one thing I was going to ask because are you sort of part of the various comedy forums and things? So the comedy collective on Facebook, I am, yeah. I am a, a part of that. Yes, although it is an interesting forum, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And obviously, there's, there's been a few things. And there's obviously uh, people getting called out for, you know, all sorts of stuff yeah, here. And yeah. But what I wanted to ask is somebody, you know, as a female that's new on the scene, um, 
how are you finding you know, being treated? You know, as a female in general, I know that there are issues with the way that you are treated in society and all that sort of shit. And that is, you know, everyone knows about that. It's absolutely understood that stuff needs to change. Yeah, yeah. Now, in comedy, so when I've obviously been you, been on a bill with women, uh, you know, and men younger and older, uh, it hasn't, I haven't seen any kind of issues, but therefore, you know, I don't know if that means there aren't any, and I definitely know there isn't because obviously people are complaining about it. Yeah. But from yeah. your point of view, uh, you know, have you seen anything? You don't have to obviously, you know, point fingers no, or name no. venues and stuff, but do you see any difference between how maybe male comedians are treated to female comedians? Or uh, I think I read somewhere about one of the female comedians she'd said, uh, just she was being brought on and even though she was being brought on to a compliment of here is a woman coming up and she's actually funny it was still like why the fuck do you need to say that yeah Yeah. you know do a dick move um so are you do you have you seen anything like that in your sort of shorter amount of time yeah well I think to be honest like I think I've been lucky and I would say it is kind of lucky because I think it does definitely go on and you know it's it's undeniable but I personally like everybody who I've met I think it's you know I haven't met that many people yet and it's all been very sort of local and kind of the open mic but everybody who I've met has been really welcoming and I like I haven't felt I haven't felt um you know discriminated against in any way sometimes it's noticeable that like I'm the one of the only women there yeah but I haven't like basically last night I was the only woman there but because I've met and I probably I might have been like slightly intimidated if I hadn't have met anyone before but I had you know like Callum who Callum Pryor who sort of was running it I've met him before like Nick Jones who goes to all the comedy things ever I've met him (laughs) like several times so it's like I knew that I had met these people and that they're you know nice and friendly so I felt fine but you know if I hadn't met some of them before then maybe I'd have felt a bit nervous about going there but um in general I'm fine and also everything pretty much that I've been to apart from last night and apart from my first one in London my husband has come with me not because I not because I feel I need him to or anything but just because he wants to come and support me and watch me yeah not like not because he's overprotective of me or anything like that (laughs) but you know if I was if I was doing this more and if I was doing this maybe more to like try and actually get into the industry maybe that's when there might have been more issues I'm, I'm not sure but um yeah. my experience has been has been fine so far yeah. but that's not to deny that it doesn't go on because I you know you it's pretty clear that it does yeah yeah no absolutely and then <clears throat> so one of the um so obviously Vicky who we speak to all the time and she you know talks about um doing MCing and stuff and yeah. there are times when you get the whole wow you're a woman you're not funny type of thing and that comment has gone on for for years when you think about the 70s and 80s there weren't very many comedian like female comments yeah. that, came that you know you had the 
sort of Victoria Wood and stuff. Is there been a sort of famous female, or even a famous, don't have to be female, but anybody that you've, um, you know, sort of iconic for you, sort of comedy world-wise, is there anybody in particular where you go, you know, that person is just my number one? I don't, I don't think there is really a number one. Um, I like, but like Victoria Wood, I do really like. Um, but it's sort of like lots of the, I think now is a really good time for comedy. Like I like a lot of people who are actually out there at the moment, like Sarah Pascoe, who I mentioned. Um, oh my God, I, I need to like look on Instagram and because, oh, um, <laughs> Daisy May Cooper, you know her from um, from this country. Yeah, and yeah. Roshin, I'm look. I'm just looking at uh, who do I follow? I follow Daisy May Cooper, Roshin Connerty. Have you seen yeah. it? Game Phase, Kiri Pritchard, McLean, 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 um, Josie Long. Who else is there? Lots of people, but uh, but I I like and and like I like male comedians as well. I really like Nish Kumar, and I like have seen him lots, and I feel like. Even though he's an Asian male, I feel like me and him are very similar because we're like a very similar age. So like lots of his references are very similar to me. And I've like listened to him on podcasts and seen him live a couple of times and seen him. Like I almost feel like I know him, but I don't know him. I wish I did know him. I wish he was my friend. Uh, but I don't. But yeah, um, I just I like too many people to really even mention. But and Growing up, I used to watch like loads of sitcoms and like Red Dwarf was one of my favourite things when I was too young to watch it really. And yeah. Blackadder and Ab Fab. Uh, yeah, so like French and Saunders and um, like Rick Mail probably like influenced me when I was younger. But that's, you know, not, not that I was doing comedy, but just like what I like. Yeah. I just, I remembered one, one thing <laughs> did happen to me which is really not bad um I I put my you know the video of me at the lampoon I yeah. sent that it I think somebody on the comedy collective just said oh if you want us to publish any of your stand-up videos we'll publish it on our YouTube channel because we get lots of viewers so I sent my video to them and they published it on their YouTube channel and it it has one comment and the one comment is Women aren't funny. Oh, for fuck, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but I was a bit like, oh, I, I feel like I've sort of made it in the world of comedy if somebody's coming to you. But but there I we know go. You've made it when you've been trolled. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my first troll, and it wasn't even personal. <laughs> it, was, it was just a misogynist. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad about writing it now because I thought it'd be lost <laughs> in a whole load of comments. <laughs> sort of funny. <laughs> right well i think we've smashed it varney thank Woo. you very much okay really enjoyed that yeah and that was fun dead quick yeah it has and i'm looking forward to the uh the pub crawl podcast and yes. shouty lady podcast which is what we have to call it now <laughs> yeah that's it so i'll uh i'll let you to the group we'll get you organized we'll, we'll do this pub crawl in the next week or two because yeah. people are they're like ready to go these venues so we can just find a couple on a pub crawl and just get their details and we'll just get a night going yeah that sounds good and then uh yeah and then i'll get you back in a couple of weeks with uh shouty lady uh of your northern shouty lady or just a normal ranty shouty lady yeah, about well, yeah. Nor nor northern is 
psychic, medium, and sexual coach. <laughs> yeah. Well, either or. So you pick a character. And we'll okay. Okay. Sounds like fun. Amazing. Oh, well, thank you for your time, Barney. That's, That's all right. Thank you. And I shall, well, I'll speak to you shortly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Take right. care. Bye. 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 I hope you all enjoyed that. I found that very funny. And um, up next, we have Emma Ashley King, uh, another friend of mine from the circuit. Very much looking forward to uh, having a chat with Emma and discussing my favourite subject that Emma talks about, which is fan fiction. So stay tuned. That'll be coming out later this week. <laughs>